Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz Podcast. You are here with your hosts, Rebecca and Kristen, and we are talking Mrs. International because Mrs. International is this weekend. Yes, we're so excited. We've been following on social media and stalking all the pictures. We cannot wait for this weekend's pageant. Yes, and Mrs. International, because they actually all arrived yesterday, right? Like that was the first official day. Um, so today, is we're recording this on Wednesday. They got there Monday for their first official event. Oh, okay. And then they're there. It, it seems like a similar length to America. Actually, no, it's shorter, isn't it? Well, it's a little shorter because they split up the Miss, Teen, and Preteen into a different week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because just misses us this weekend. Correct. So they get there Monday. That's their orientation day. Then Tuesday, they typically call it the outing day. And they take the contestants all around whatever city is hosting the pageant, which is one thing that's different about international system. They change the location of the pageant. It's not always in the same city. Like right. how Mrs. America has been in Vegas for many years. Um, international has been the past three years in Kingsport, Tennessee. But when I competed, it was in Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, and that's not too far from me either. Actually, tennis or Nashville, you and I were just talking about, we were trying to figure out if we could even go. Like Nashville for me is only a four-hour drive. Nashville is like an eight-hour drive from Oklahoma, but Kingsport, where the actual pageant is, is like a 14-hour drive. Yeah, that's outrageous. <laughs> so <laughs> I, would, I would not want to drive that far. However, it's not a far drive from Nashville. It's only four hours from Nashville. From Nashville, it's four hours. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so they get there. They had orientation Monday, outing day, quote unquote Tuesday. Today is rehearsals all day. Then um, they have a big gala where they get to have, they have like a silent auction. So it's similar to what you're familiar with, like the seagull dinner, where mm-hmm. they present a gift to the dignitary. But in this case, they do a gift they bring and it's auctioned off a silent auction and all the proceeds go to a different charity. And this year the um, proceeds will go to girls Inc. Okay. What is that? It's sort of like girls, um, boys and girls club, but just for girls, it's a leadership um, organization for girls of like preteen age all the way up to through 18. And they really just teach them leadership skills, um, positive self image, a lot like boys and girls club, but just for girls. And they have so many divisions. You and I were just talking. I didn't like. I didn't even realize they had a preteen division. Yeah, the preteen's pretty new. I think the preteen division started in 2016, 20 or no, 2020. 2020 oh, was the okay. first year of preteen, so it's it's pretty new. Well, I love that. I love when they can have so many because I feel like it just brings more attention to all the divisions. Well, and what I love about the preteen, especially this year, is. There are misses who have their daughters in the preteen. 
Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yes. So like, for instance, Mrs. Texas, her daughter is the preteen Lone Star title holder. So she won Mrs. Texas and her daughter won the Lone Star preteen title. So in Texas, they award two crowns to the preteens. So there was a preteen Texas International and a preteen Lone Star International and her daughter and her both won, which was super fun um, to see the mom and daughter both win. And I'm the official coaching sponsor for Texas International. So seeing them get to prepare for internationals together has been very, very fun. But Texas is one of the rare states that even have a pageant because a lot of these don't have a state pageant. Correct. So in international systems, Illinois, Maryland, Virginia, Florida, Texas, California. Those are the states I can think of off the top of my head that have state pageants. Oh, and Oklahoma. Other than that, everyone else is an at-large title. Mm -hmm. So... Like, let's say I wanted to be Mrs. Ohio or international, but Mrs. Ohio was already taken, but I live in Ohio. Could I still go and compete at Mrs. International for some other at-large title? Most likely, yes. Um, they would have you do an interview with the national dire- international director. Her name is Mary Richardson. She's the owner and director of the, of the pageant. And she would talk to you about your work history, your life history, your volunteer experience and see if you had a connection to any other state. If you had gone to college there, you grew up there, you owned property there, you volunteered there consistently, not like one time, but you know, you consistently worked there, volunteered there or had property in another state and you could potentially qualify to represent that state at Mrs. International. If you have competed as a state title holder in an, in at the international pageant before, you are um, given the option to represent a region. So if, for instance, as a former Mrs. Oklahoma International, I would have the option to go back maybe as Mrs. Southern States or Mrs. Great Plains and represent a regional title since I've already held a state title in the system before. Okay. So if you ever are watching or following the system and you see those differences between state titles and regional titles, a regional title indicates a contestant has represented a state before. You can represent a state multiple, like different states multiple times, right? Like you can be Mrs. Ohio International one year and Mrs. Kentucky International another year if you qualify to do that. But if you don't have a qualification to represent the state, you do get the option to do a regional title. I hope all that makes sense. Okay, yes. All that at-large information that you just gave totally makes sense. And I think think a lot of pageants that accept the at-large titles, I know not all of them, but I feel like a lot of them, they just want people who care about the system and who really want to participate Mm-hmm. And as long as you care, I think most of the time they're going to find a way for you to compete. Yes. as lo- And they are very diligent in that interview process about at-large title holders being there for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
I love that. I like that they like, I mean, it's not total free for all, but if you care about the system, you want to be there for the right reasons. Like they're not going to kick you out, I guess, is what Correct. I mean. Right. Um, and again, because it is an international pageant, there are international delegates, which is really cool too. There are women that come from Australia, from the Asian Pacific, from Great Britain, and other like Romania, Ukraine, it's really cool to have those international delegates. And my year, there were over 60 different contestants. And I think 13 were international delegates, which was so cool. It was pre-COVID. So we had lots of girls come from other countries and getting to meet those women was amazing. Mrs. Japan was there. And it was very hard to communicate because not all of them spoke English. Um, Many of them had interpreters, but it was almost like a Mrs. World type experience and hybrided with Mrs. America because there's all the different states represented and different countries. And I think I always forget about that too, that it is actually an international pageant. And then I'll randomly see like a Mrs. Ukraine in the feed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot. Yes, yes. Very, very cool. They can bring an interpreter, but not one is not provided. But it is allowed to have an interpreter with them. They can come into the interview with them and they can help with that onstage question. Okay. Oh, so they're just trying to pretty much level the playing field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because typically that. the judges are not multilingual Mm -hmm. to be able to speak to every different delegate right like they may be able to speak one other language but they probably can't speak all different dialects of languages now I have not competed at Mrs. International or anything I've watched it the last few years it's always a good production it's beautiful but one thing I have heard is it's incredibly expensive so I think what people consider The expense is the wardrobe for the week because it is a very glam system. It is not a system you just go in like um, your clothes that you would wear to work or, Mm -hmm. you know, like workout attire. It's like designer wardrobe through the week for rehearsal for every aspect of the competition. Girls show up in top level clothing. And hair and makeup every single day is pretty much required to be competitive. You don't have to. Granted, you can do your own. I would never say you can't. But um, to really compete at the top level and be your best, feel your most confident, it's pretty much expected. You will hire hair and makeup every day you're there. And, you know, that typically runs about, what, $350 a day uh, you could average. You are – and then you're going to have – Um, an ad page that's required in the program book and you'll have your flights there your hotel costs there if you don't have a roommate you you can you do have the option to get your own hotel room and to pay for your own room if you don't want to do a roommate so that's where some of those costs can add up Mm -hmm. between the ad page the hair and makeup the over-the-top wardrobe, mm-hmm. and then, but on top of it, they have a whole other aspect that not all of the systems that I've looked at have with the whole platform, and yes. you have to have, I mean, a lot of these women will actually hire someone to, with with experience to develop their platform, and then don't they have to have a website as well to be associated no. with it? You don't have to have a website. Um, many 
women in the past few years have kind of strayed away from having a website and really focused more on their social, their personal social media accounts, since that's really where most people go to research different nonprofits, different organizations. But having a actual platform is a, a requirement for this system. It's not an option. It's a required. It's a platform-based system. And it's very encouraged that you are being very active with your platform. It's not just a title that you have. You know, I'm, I'm interested in it. It's I do these things. There are many of the women who have their own nonprofits established. There are many of the women who have published books or have um, like speaker series that they travel the entire globe doing, or they have a YouTube channel where they do certain types of outreach. They advocate on Capitol Hill or they have helped pass different bills for their thing that they're passionate about. So that's where some of that expense can come in is having a book published can be expensive. Um, having different, setting up a nonprofit can be expensive on those upfront costs, doing different fundraisers, 5Ks, all the different things these women do for their charities or their nonprofits of choice or whatever they're passionate about. It can really add up. Yes, I can see that. So really it's a great pageant for someone who's already doing these things in their everyday life and something that they're passionate enough about that they've taken the steps to do this. And now mm -hmm. they want to go and compete for a title in order for them maybe to elevate the platform that they're passionate about. Exactly. Yes, totally. A lot of these women um, have not competed in pageants before, or they had competed maybe years ago and continued on with whatever it was they were passionate about and then realized like, I'm doing so much. I want to go back and compete again and stepped back on the stage at the international system. Yes, that makes sense. Now for like the teens and preteens, do they hold them to the same sort of expectations as they would maybe for a Ms. or a Mrs.? No. Um, a lot of those girls, it is a great chance to get involved in your community and to find what you're passionate about. But the expectations on that platform involvement are a lot lower. Right. Because they can only do so much. Right. They're still in school. Um, you know, even at the Miss level, the age for Miss is a lot higher. It's a 29 years old. You can be up to 29 as a Miss. Oh, so wow. some of those Miss are graduated from college. And they do have careers and things, but some of the Miss, you know, have just graduated high school. So even within the Miss, it's not quite as expected that you've established your own organizations or those types of things. But a lot of them have. It's very impressive. And one thing I've noticed too that the Leave and Try to Do, we were just talking about wardrobe, is some of these women will, like if they care, if it's like the heart association that they care about or if it's something that has to do with bullying, they might wear purple all week or the Heart uh -huh. Association, they might wear red all week. Is that in order for them to just brand themselves to the judges yeah. or is that more what they're doing? The judges really, really look at your social media and they pay attention all week long to everything you're doing. They get your paperwork and your platform page and your bio 30 days in advance. So they are watching everything you're doing 
for 30 days before this pageant. So they really want to have that like brand represented. So they want you to see them and think about, okay, that color represents infant loss or that color represents unity or that color represents um, eating disorder awareness, whatever it is. She consistently always is wearing that and it just reminds them, oh, that's what she cares about. And then I don't, I don't know that you have to do that by any means, but they have girls do choose to do that. Well, and one other thing I saw was some of them releasing these videos. I think Mm -hmm. it's like a a couple minute long video and it just is them talking to the judges about kind of what they've done as their local or state or other countries title holder. Yes, that is a requirement. Uh, It can be no more than three minutes, but you are required to submit that video. It's called the road to Miss Teen, Preteen, or Mrs. International, and you are required to submit that video. And it you can do anything you want in that video, but that also could be a cost. Some women hire a full video team, and other girls just set up their iPhone and do their video at their house. So that can be a cost if you really want to take that and put a full production behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this, I mean... It just, it, and it, it, for me at least, like I'm hearing all this and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just a million other things. And like when I did America week, I didn't have to do all that stuff. Yeah. And so for me, I don't know if that'd be something necessarily that I would want to do just because it's so much in preparation. I feel like mm-hmm. that would be something I'd want to do maybe like once my kids were older or out of the house or something. And if you kind of pay attention to the system, that is a lot of these women, they are If you look consistently at the last 10 years, I would say, most of the women at Mrs. International are demographically a little bit more mature. I'm not going to say they're old, but they're a little bit more mature, right? They're more established in their career or in their lives. Their kids may be a little bit older. You don't see a lot of like 23-year-old married one-year women at Mrs. International. Right. And, and for like, that makes sense because it is a lot and just Mm -hmm. working and it's so much of what are you doing in the community? Are you actively pursuing these things that you're passionate about? And for some women, like for me, for instance, like I kind of do what I can, but it's not a pressure. Like, but I feel like for this, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I have to do more and more and more and more. But if you also can think about it on the flip side, if you do already have something that you are so passionate about, what a great opportunity to basically get yourself a marketing video that you can now submit because you don't really have to make it to the judges. You just have this video where you're talking about, for me, the You Are Enough movement. Well, now I'm going to take one minute of that video and submit that to different news stations and magazines all across the United States and pitch myself for interviews. So you can use that same content for multiple purposes if it is something you're really passionate about for the rest of your life, which for me, I am. And I saw it as something that was very much worth it. Yes. And the even some of the women that I personally know, I mean, whether they were doing this passion or not, they would be actively yes. doing most of the things that they're, yeah. they're just talking about at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think if you look historically at a lot of the women who've placed or done very well in the system or won the title, they were doing it for 
six years or more before, and they'll be doing it for the rest of their lives after, whatever their cause was. They did not pick it for the pageant, and they didn't just start doing it because they were a title holder. They'll do it forever, and that opportunity to represent their state, region, whatever, really was just like icing on the cake. And then as the winner of Mrs. International, the prize package is absolutely incredible. You are given a PR team, a travel budget, um, a wardrobe budget, so many opportunities to truly travel internationally. And they give you the that team to help book those appearances and do these things so that you can really meet your goals. Mm-hmm. And I think too, when you have something like that and that that you have a prize package offered like that, and you're like, oh my gosh, you mean I could take my platform all across the country and you're going to pay for it? Yes. And there is a cash prize as well. Well, and I really like too that they don't force you to follow a very specific national platform. Correct. Because sometimes you might really care about something and of course it's important, but maybe the judges aren't going to care as much about it if you can't tie it in well to a national platform. Yeah. They did have the American Heart Association as their national platform for a long time, but that is no longer a partnership. So now it is truly just what you are passionate about. And I really like that. They more judge you on what you're doing. Can you speak about it intelligently are you a good representative for your cause I like that that they don't make you do one specific thing Mm -hmm. and then you are a brand ambassador for their pageant and for the system and they really want you to just represent the international pageants brand for your year while you do your job of promoting your platform right now we just gotta watch Yes. So tomorrow, Thursday, when this um, episode will release, are um, the second half of interviews. The first half of interviews was Wednesday night, and they split the interviews up because there are many contestants. There are 49 women. So the first half went Wednesday night. Then the rest of the girls are the women. I shouldn't say girls. Interview this morning, Thursday morning. And then prelims are Friday. They will be live streamed. The contestants will compete in fitness wear and evening gown in preliminaries, which we've discussed fitness wear multiple times. (laughs) And then um, Saturday are finals. The top 15 contestants will be announced and then they will um, compete in onstage question, then fitness wear and evening gown, and then there will be time for crowning. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what everybody wears. So the woman who won last year, Yolanda, she had, uh, I think it was a couture dress from Gasper Cruz and it was... It was a black gown. She wore a black. So you know that whole myth of winners wear white. She won in a black gown. So I'm so tired of everyone saying winners never win in anything but white because it is not true. Multiple national and international winners have won in other colors. So um, do you want to hear the Chris's question of the week? Always. Okay. If you had to represent a different state besides Ohio or the state you live in, for you, Ohio, what state would you like to represent on a national stage? Oh, Tennessee. Oh, because of Dolly? Only because of Dolly and because I could tie in so much stuff that I just like, Mm -hmm. like everything Southern style and glam and 
everything Dolly and it would just, it would be my whole theme, but it would actually make more sense because I'd be from Tennessee. I love that. I would like to represent Texas since that's where I grew up. I lived there for 18 years of my life. I was born there, raised there. If I had to pick another state, I would represent Texas. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're super excited to watch Yolanda give up her crown this weekend. And we'll have to do a recap on everything that we saw because I'm sure we're going to see some absolute stunner trends happening on stage. I've already had a sneak peek of some of the gowns from clients competing, and I can promise you there's going to be some stunners. Yay. Okay. Well, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Pageant Buzz. That's what it is, right? The Pageant Buzz Pod. I don't think it's the. Is oh, it? is it just Pageant Buzz Pod? I think it's Pageant Buzz Pod. Okay. Let me look. Yeah. Uh, we'll never Buzz get Pod. our own Instagram handle down, but just follow us on Instagram, Pageant Buzz Pod. Find us, follow us, message us. We'd love to chat with you there. All right, Rebecca. Talk to you soon, Kristen. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at pageantbuzzpod for all things pageant buzz.